Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the James Wilson Show. My name is James Wilson and today we will be covering why more spending on the government's part means a bigger government. We'll also be getting to Nancy Pelosi enjoying the fact that Democratic senators turned down the business bill that would help businesses during this pandemic and we'll also get to Joe Biden's strategy when it comes to the 2020 race. Stay tuned, you're listening to The James Wilson Show. All right, so we start today off with more coronavirus news. So now, according to the Daily Wire, there are two House Democrats that are proposing even more legislation that would give even more money to Americans. So the Daily Wire reports, quote, Two House Democrats have introduced legislation, the Emergency Money for the People Act, that would give Americans $2,000 a month throughout the crisis caused by the coronavirus pandemic and until employment returns to pre-COVID-19 levels. Representative Tim Ryan, Democrat from Ohio, and Representative Ro Cahan, Democrat from California, the sponsor of the bill, think the $1,200 payment Americans are beginning to receive from the federal government as part of a $2.2 trillion economic stimulus are just not enough. So first thing to note here, the fact that Tim Ryan and Representative Ro Cahan just realized, or at least it said that they're creating this bill, which is after the fact that the coronavirus has already caused dramatic deaths and we've already passed the peak, according to the Trump administration and data we've been seeing from Israel, from Italy, from Spain, and from the United States as we start to see those lower deaths as we may have already hit the peak. Obviously, they're talking about a second spike, but the fact that they're introducing this now is somewhat interesting. But the peak, the 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 key point to take away from this is that they that they mentioned that they're doing this because the economic stimulus is just not enough money. It, and I think that's something that we can all agree on at this point, Democrats and Republicans. But we're as we're about to talk about, there's a key difference of what Democrats believe we should do and what Republicans believe we should do. And as we'll see, Democrats are more in t- for giving more money to people as these two representatives are talking about giving $2,000 a month to you know many Americans. And Republicans are talking about reopening the economy. So it's kind of funny that they just now are realizing this or they're just now realizing this to the point that they're creating this bill. We'll talk about why this bill is absolutely ridiculous. But the second thing to note about this bill is that it would be paying $2,000 a month throughout the crisis, and it says, until employment rates return to pre-COVID-19 levels. Now, this is very interesting. So, of course, of course, you know, $1,200 is not enough money to live off of and you know at least you know for the time being we do not win know when things will be back to normal so you know the $1,200 is a start but they do make a good point I will give that to the Democratic representatives that it is not enough money however their solution is to give $2,000 a month to many Americans so hang on as I did the math There are approximately 209 million Americans above the age of 18. So when you multiply that by $2,000 a month for each of those citizens, that ends up being $418 billion every month. And that's just the payments. That's not anything else included in the bill. That's not if the Democrats want to try to sneak in Green New Deal or environmental pieces 
that they have tried to to do and sneak in there in some of the previous bills. So one of the key differences, as I've already stated, is that Republicans and Democrats have different ways of going about this crisis. So many Republicans are suggesting that we return back to normal as soon as possible, that we look at reopening the economy, reopening businesses, getting people back to work so they could make money and provide food for their families, you know, continue to pay that rent. So, you know, one thing we got to think of is it's one thing to block payments so that you don't have to pay rent, which considers one group of people, but the other group of people you have to consider are the landlords, the one that are relying on that money that they need every month to provide for their family and to survive as a human being. So, you know, there's two sides of that. And the sooner you get people back to work, the sooner you can lift those restrictions. So many different key aspects of this as to why you'd want to reach the economy and not reach the economy, reopen the economy at this point. And Democrats are very furious about that because they they are saying at this point that we should be giving 100% attention to the fact um, what with what Dr. Anthony Fauci is saying. We got to pay 100% attention and follow 100% what these public health officials are actually saying. And in many other episodes, as you can go back and listen, we actually start to talk about public health versus the economy. And as I've said before, Democrats realize that there is a balance between between the economy and public health. So for example, in this crisis, they're suggesting that we need to be on 100% lockdown, everything needs to be shut down, except for abortion clinics and, and essential food services and other other essential services. Obviously, we've talked about why abortion clinics are not essential at all and do, are not to be needed at all, but that's what they're looking towards. However, when you think about the flu season, when you look at the fact that the same governors and mayors who are suggesting that we need to be on 100% lockdown and the economy does not matter right now, are the same people who keep their economy open, who keep their businesses open during the flu season, because the flu kills 20 to 60,000 Americans every year. That is a simple fact, and if they truly believed what public health officials, if they truly were trying to save every life possible in terms of public health, in terms of public health wise, then you'd be shut down forever because of the risk of the flu, because of the small risk of other diseases. And that's something we're looking more and more at as we realize that the coronavirus numbers may actually be a lot lower than we think. We have not been getting the data from the World Health Organization in China to know at this point how we should have been prepared before and how should how we should be approaching data. So Democrats are suggesting that we need to be on full lockdown. So because of this, they're also putting out bills as Tim Ryan and Ro Kahan have put out saying that we need $2,000 a month. Now let's turn to the Republican side of this, which is that you need to reopen businesses at some point, or if or when you do, there aren't going to be any businesses. There aren't going to be anyone employed because you've sucked out all the jobs. Now, of course, the bill was to help it, it was it was a stimulus bill to help businesses and to help workers. But this isn't going to last 18 months, as even Dr. Fauci has suggested at one point. At that point, if you, op- if you decide to reopen when the coronavirus is completely gone, you won't have an economy to reopen to. And that's something you have to consider, public health lives versus economic lives. And that's something that even Democrats consider in a normal case scenario. So let's talk a little bit more about what $2,000 a month would actually do. So the first thing is that it would cost $418 billion every month. And if you start to think about that, that 
the $2 trillion bill, the massive bill that many conservatives, that many Republicans are worried about at this point, how much it will cost, how much it will weigh down on our future as we are already in tons of debt at this point, creating a bigger debt and deficiency in the United States. These are all something we would be worrying about. But in just four months, in four months, this this bill would would total that amount of another bill that we just passed that we were already already concerned about. And the other th- important thing to, to point out about this bill is that this bill would continue until unemployment rate returns to pre-COVID-19 levels. But these are the same people who don't ever want to open the economy until the coronavirus is over, which could be a long time at this point. This could be the new common cold. This could be the new flu, um, you know, after we come up with a vaccine that would be treated very differently at that point. But if you wanted to save every life possible, we'd have to be on shutdown for a very long time. So then when you do decide to reopen the economy, the employment levels are, are way worse, are way worse, and they'll never return to normal for years, as you just spend almost $500 billion every month supplying Americans with money. So you're really working on a tight schedule here as you need to open the economy practically at this point in the next month. And it's not, it's not, cash payments are not sustainable from the government point of view or for the worker point of view. So the same people who want to give cash payments until this is over don't want to reopen the economy. Now let's talk about another key important factor of this. And that is the fact that this promotes government reliance. You can't tell people to go back to work after 18 months. You're feeding all of these Americans $2,000 a month. You're going bankrupt as a nation as we're already in $22 trillion of debt at this point. After 18 months, there, is, are gonna be, there isn't going to be an economy. Because the real reason why is because you need to be looking at governments, uh, not governments, businesses, not workers. Now, it sounds a little selfish at this point, but businesses are what are employing these people. Giving cash to Americans who simply make them lazy, they don't want to work, and as they're getting laid off, they're not going to be looking for a new job because they're already getting massive unemployment benefits at that point. Even an additional $600 that they added in the new bill was very concerning for many conservatives. So it would cost a lot of money, it would promote government reliance, and these are the same people that are suggesting this that we should shut down the economy for long periods of time and how we shouldn't even consider the economy until we save as many public health lives as possible. So simply this bill should not pass. And Tim Ryan and Ro Kahan, while they may believe that they have the, uh, you know, workers heart in mind, that's not the case at all. Because if you just give cash payments, you're not going to incentivize businesses. There's going to be nothing for businesses to stay open. So they're going to close under the solution, you'd keep the economy shut down forever, and when you do start to go back to work, there is nothing left to go back to. So passing this bill would be a very bad disaster, and and we'll get into this more, but there's a reason why you don't pay Americans this amount of money every single month, and many people are suggesting at the last bill as they passed, you know, $1,200 for every American citizen above the age of 18, Everyone was suggesting that we now agreed with Andrew Yang. Now, we don't agree with Andrew Yang. That was a one-time payment because you're telling businesses to shut down and then you're not giving them any money. So you got to do something about that point. You either got to reopen the economy or you got to 
allow them to stay open however by whatever means necessary because you were the one that shut them down in the first place so lots of interesting stuff there we move on to nancy pelosi along the same lines as the democratic approach which is to give cash to every american and the more conservative approach is while the economy is shut down to be given loans and money to small businesses so that they can stay open to businesses because you shut them down and that way you can keep workers employed so when you reopen the economy as soon as possible you still have obviously the unemployment rates are skyrocketing at this point so the longer you keep the economy closed the more the more unemployment rates you're going to see the lower the level the economy will reopen at but so Mitch McConnell and other Republicans were trying to pass a 325 325 million dollar 250 billion dollar bill my bad not 325 million 250 billion dollars in small business relief and of course Nancy Pelosi just like she came in at the 11th hour on the last bill and you know told Democrats and she congratulated them after the Senate Democrats stopped this bill so here's what she had to say so last week when they came, with, they asked for a quarter of a trillion dollars in 48 hours. I said, well, I don't, I don't think so. Let's see how we can uh, open this up to many more people. So Chuck Schumer and I, and, and this all happened on the Senate side, and I congratulate the Senate Democrats. Uh, they went to the floor when Mitch McConnell went in for his 250, and they said they objected. So there's Nancy Pelosi suggesting she was congratulating Senate Democrats on the fact that they did not they did not pass this bill that would help prevent from to help prevent small businesses from going out of business. So one of my favorite least favorite things that Nancy Pelosi suggested is that we need to expand this to more people. However, while she wants to give the money, the direct cash payments, the loans, the money, all of that to the workers, that's the exact opposite thing that you need to be doing at this point. Businesses are the way to go. Because as you look at it, as more people are unemployed at this point, and it's skyrocketing every day to new higher levels, you're going to have higher unemployment rates, and you're going to be have, having to give out so much cash that you're going to br- bankrupt the economy and ruin the American dollar. So you can't do that. The solution that you have to take if you're going to if you're going to do anything other than to reopen the economy, which is really what the Republicans and Democrats should be looking at at this point, you need to be giving this money to businesses because these businesses are the places that are going to keep these are going to keep American citizens employed. The American government is not going to keep citizens employed. All they can do is give out more money that will bankrupt them more. And where are they getting that money? They're getting the money from the same people that they're giving it to. So essentially, they're just redistributing wealth. And you're not creating the unemployment situation any better. And you're shutting down even more businesses as the longer you wait. So no... You don't need to expand this to more people. You need to be extend, expanding this to businesses because the businesses should be the one that are giving work American workers money, not the government. And that is the way to do it. That is capitalism. And that is what has made us the greatest country 
on the face of this planet. So another thing I'd like to get to is the fact that many conservatives are for less government, which also means less spending. But if you're going to spend the money, you got to spend it on businesses. Obviously, as I've suggested, conservatives and Democrats and liberals should be looking at reopening the economy so you don't have to keep spending more money. Because the fact of the matter is, the longer you keep the economy closed, the more you are going to have to pass stimulus bills in order to keep people afloat during this pandemic. And that is something that you can't do. We just calculated that $2,000 a month for every American above 18 in this country would cost $500 billion, or as I suggested with my math, $418 billion every month. So that is not something you can be doing, and that is why you need to be looking at reopening the economy. However, at this point, as the economy is not open, as the damage has already been done, as we've closed the economy, you need to be looking at spending the money you are going to spend towards these businesses, which can are trying to stay afloat at this point so they can keep people employed. And the thing is, if all businesses shut down, you pretty much ruin the United States. Capitalism is what made capitalism and freedoms are what made this country great. But if you destroy all businesses and have to give bailouts that aren't going to last forever, you're going to destroy the American economy. And it's going to be very hard for America to function at that point. So businesses will shut down, they'll dissolve. And when this is all over, no one will have anything to go back to. And that is exactly what that bill, that $2,000 bill would be doing. It would be creating government reliance. It would be giving $2,000 to every Americans in the meantime. You're going to be waiting until the unemployment rate goes back to the normal, which is was the lowest under Trump. And now you reopen the economy, but all businesses are shut down because you didn't give any money money to businesses. You just gave money to to workers. So all of a sudden you have no businesses to go back to. And then everyone is reliant on that $2,000 from that point on. It's going to create a system of government reliance. And somehow, and someday it is going to bankrupt the U.S. economy because where are you getting that $2,000? You're getting it from other Americans. That's redistributing wealth. And you're going to run out of wealth if you keep doing this, if you keep asking them for $500 billion a month. So that is just too things, you know, the $2,000 a month, and then Nancy Pelosi suggesting that we shouldn't be giving money to businesses and small businesses who are, you know, the reason why our country is so great, one of the reasons why, of course, of course, we have our liberties, we have, you know, businesses and capitalism that make this great, but small businesses are what keep people employed in local cities, and they're what keep America afloat. So, no, it's wrong to suggest that we should be giving more money to people. We should be giving more money to these businesses that will keep the not only the economy afloat, but also workers employed, which is the la- which is the first thing you need when you reopen the economy. Now, I would like to touch on as we are as I am talking very bad about some of these bills that are providing two thousand dollars a month or shutting down these businesses. When you shut down businesses, you do have to give them funding. You, you, you really do. And that is why the economy should be considered at this point. If you shut down businesses, say that you can't be open because of the pandemic, you can't just let the businesses go out of business. That's what a, that's what a tyrannical government would do. It would shut down businesses it wouldn't like and just let them crash, fail, and burn. That is not, that is not what the United States is. If the United States is going to shut down businesses, which I think they should be reconsidering at this point, they better give something back to keep these businesses afloat 
or else it's just control of businesses. That's that's socialism. The government has the means and control over businesses and nationalized businesses and corporations in the United States. So if you are shutting down businesses, you should be giving them funding. But at this point, this is why we need to consider the economy. You can't do that forever. Okay, so moving away from coronavirus talk, let's get into a little bit about Joe Biden and his political strategy. So as we talked about on the last show, actually, Obama had not endorsed him. We talked about that a little bit. Obama did come out and endorse Joe Biden. And as I've said before, the endorsement for Joe Biden isn't really going to mean a lot. It isn't going to attract any new voters and it's not going to help Joe Biden in any new way. However, if Obama did not endorse Joe Biden, many people would start to to look more into Joe Biden, to, to really try to grasp why Obama did not endorse him. And so it's a, it's in a way, it's essential for Joe Biden to have Obama's endorsement, just so people don't start questioning why Obama did not endorse him. However, the fact that he did won't really change anything. So, so Joe Biden was kind of an interesting, was in an interesting spot with that endorsement, but Barack Obama did come out and endorse Joe Biden with a very generic speech about him, so very interesting there. But as we've talked about, and as we'll talk about more today, you start to see a split in the Democratic Party, and that is with the more moderate lane, as Biden now represents, even though he's a radical Democrat already. And then you've got the extremely radical lane, which is where Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are leading. So now that Biden has become the presumptive nominee, he's going to ha- he's going to have a very hard time with his political strategy just because of the fact that he needs he needs Bernie supporters, he needs Warren supporters to vote for him, which now even 12% of people say they'll vote for Trump. Uh, people who supported Sanders won't vote for Joe Biden but will vote for Trump instead. And again, any vote for Joe Biden is good for Trump and hurts Joe Biden. So just because even if they won't vote for Trump, but they won't vote for Biden, that still hurts Biden even more. So Biden does have to appeal to these um, Bernie bros, as they're known, or these more radical um, places in the Democratic Party. However, when you do that, you're going to draw away the voters that voted for you in the first place. You need both lanes, but it's going to be very tough for Joe Biden to do. So the Daily Wire reports, quote, Former Vice President Joe Biden is throwing all that history to the wind. The presumptive Democratic nominee's first move after securing the nomination was to slide even further left on the ideological scale. Shortly after Senator Bernie Sanders suspended his campaign last week, Biden reached out to the Vermont Socialist supporters expressing support for expanding Medicare eligibility to Americans 60 and older and calling for new efforts to forgive student loans, two pillars of the Sanders platform. The move was clearly calculated. Biden knows he can't win without support from a fraction from a fra- faction that has become known as the Bernie Bros, some of whom stayed home in 2016 after Clinton defeated their hero for the nomination. Worse, other Bernie Bros actually switched over to Trump. One study showed that about 12% of Sanders-backed vote voted for Trump in the general election. That's likely how Trump pulled off a surprise victory wins in states that normally vote Democrat, like Wisconsin, Michigan, as well as grabbing Pennsylvania, a toss-up state. Biden is walking a tightrope with many more skilled politicians who have slipped off, plummeting to their political death. 
Biden needs to reach out to Sanders supporters so they'll get on board, but if he goes too far left, he'll leave himself open to attacks from Trump that he's too liberal for America, attacks Trump was praying for those against the Democratic Socialist. And this is exactly right at this point. You look at Trump versus Bernie, that would be an obvious Trump blowout. Uh, Trump versus Biden matchup is also going to be a, a blowout. Um, Trump is going to blow Joe Biden out of the water. You can listen to some of the other episodes as I talk about that. I've actually got a new article coming to the website as soon as that comes out explaining why I think so. So you'll be able to view all of that and I'll give you more information. But one of the reasons why Democrats elected Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders is because they thought Bernie Sanders was not going to be able to win. You saw the media freak out, you saw the Democratic freak out as Bernie Sanders became the main frontrunner, and that all changed in South Carolina, that all changed on Super Tuesday to go in Joe Biden's favor because many people were afraid that Bernie Sanders was going to lose badly to Trump. But Biden still needs Bernie voters who are not enthusiastic to vote for him, and some of them may even vote for Trump over Joe Biden. So now you're left in an interesting spot. You go further left, then you've got Trump attacking you for being a democratic socialist, which is true, and Trump should use those attacks. Because as the more you look at socialism, the more you look at Venezuela, China, the USSR, you know, all of these different places where socialism has failed, that's a serious attack and something that should be addressed. So as Biden goes further left, he detracts he, you know, he unattracts those moderate voters and Trump has stronger attacks against him as he already does. But then he doesn't get that with Bernie votes. So this is a really tough position for Joe Biden. And one of the main reasons why he is going to lose to Donald Trump, it's going to be a landslide victory for President Donald Trump for some of these reasons. And then you look at Joe Biden and how he, you know, is constantly confused and mis- messing up sentences all of those are going to go into a big win. There's no options for Biden at this point. There's nowhere he can go. And as Daily Wire reports, he's walking a tightrope. He really is. If one small mess up and he's out of the race, goes too far left, goes too far moderate, it's a delicate balance that he would have to get just perfectly. And if he can get that just perfectly, he may have a 1% chance of beating President Donald Trump. And the more you look at this, the more you start to see that there's probably going to be a split in the Democratic Party between the socialist and the moderate. This this isn't going to change in 2024. You're still going to have the Bernie base, the socialist base, who's really excited about socialism, which, again, they shouldn't, and I've talked about in many other episodes, including the last one, socialism in the United States. But you start to look at it, you start to think about it, in 2024, you're still going to have that base that wants a socialist in office, and they will not vote. They will not vote for a more moderate candidate, and some of them may even vote for the Republican candidate just because of how angry they are. So the, Demo- the Democratic Party is going to have to look towards where they're going, and the more you look at it, the more you start to see that there may be a split in the Democratic Party. So that's it for this episode of The James Wilson Show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in next episode on Friday.